If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, I'm excited. Northwestern beat Maryland Saturday. Tony Kornheiser, that's great. How'd the Bears do? We stayed on schedule for two of the top three, four picks in the NFL draft. Ours and Carolina's, even though Carolina won. Huh? Pretty good weekend. I'll take it. So, so in other words, the Bears didn't win on a yes or a no. They didn't win. If we get the first pick, we win. If we get the second pick, we win. We win. How about this this game you played? I don't know. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Today's episode, the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Kirk Cousins faces an uncertain future. And the World Series resumes tonight. But we begin today with the San Francisco 49ers losing their third straight game. This one at home to Cincinnati, 31-17. Joe Burrow had three touchdown passes and no interceptions. Brock Purdy had one touchdown pass, two interceptions, and a fumble. Wilbon, are you still confident the Niners are who we thought they were? Tony, I don't make these grand proclamations one and two weeks into the season. As you know, on this show, we and I often say the first few weeks, let's just see. Let, let's see where how this plays out. I'm not going to make snap grand judgments based on one or two or four weeks of football. I did think the 49ers were really good. I thought the 49ers, they looked like, at the time, the best team in the league. But we're not sitting here doing Super Bowl predictions. Not on this show. That's for other shows. So the 49ers still have a chance to be great this season. The season is long and winding. And Philadelphia is the only team in the NFC that I look at and say, okay, I'm going to take them over the 49ers in the NFC no matter what. Detroit, I don't know about Detroit. We're going to find out about Detroit maybe some more tonight. So the Rams, the the, the, eh, no. The 49ers are a work in progress. They're okay. Let's see where they go. Let's see how this works out. All right, so I'm watching the red zone yesterday, as you know, because we had this conversation. I'm taking notes. And the reason I'm taking notes is because once a sports writer, always a sports writer. And I'm taking notes on the quarterbacks. Mike, because like four or five of them went out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. get the list here. Stafford went out. Cousins went out. Tyrod Taylor went out. Desmond Ritter went out. Kenny Pickett went out. And my notes, the notes that I remember, I say, I don't think Jordan Love is any good. And then I took a note where I said, I'm not sure Brock Purdy is any good. And then I took a note which said, I am confident Joe Burrow is great. Yeah. And that was the difference in the game yesterday. Yeah. Joe Burrow was actually great. Joe Burrow, his calf apparently healed because he ran six times for, what, 70 yards or 50 or what? It doesn't matter. He ran. He looked healthy. They did, not, they did not hurry him. He shredded their defense. When a guy was open, he got the ball. That's how good Burrow is, and Brock Purdy didn't have that. I thought at the beginning of the year, and I think now, that San Francisco has superior personnel. But, Mike, when a team loses three in a row, that's concerning. That is a trend. The tilt on the 49ers right now is going downward. They haven't scored more than 17 points in their last three games. And and so I look around, and I think 
I can't identify what's wrong. Is it just that Debo Samuel is out? Is it just that Trent Williams is out? I can't identify it, but something is wrong there because three in a row, you don't expect that. You make three in a row sound like eight in a row. It's three in a row. I guarantee you teams have lost three in a row and still gotten to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this, and by the way, let me include Seattle in in, in the teams in the NFC at least look okay. Who do you have ahead, clearly ahead of San Francisco with all this drama you're injecting into the show today and this block? Who do you have squarely ahead of San Francisco in the NFC? At this moment, yeah. I would say only Philadelphia. Yeah. At this moment, yes. subject to change. It's, I understand. Yes. I'm just saying it's a, it's a downward tilt. It's, it's disturbing what I'm seeing. Man, it's disturbing. You are easily disturbed. I'm not that easily disturbed. I'll take the 49ers over I'm, everybody else except Philly. I made a right living now being disturbed. In the East. It's yes, good to be have. disturbed. I'm glad you acknowledged that. If, if everything was like this, it wouldn't be good. I Things got to go like this. Let's move to the crowd of teams atop the AFC. The Broncos dropped Kansas City to 6-2, and two, where they're joined by three teams that won. The Jaguars beat the Steelers. The Ravens beat the Cardinals. The Dolphins beat the Patriots. Tone, which of those 6-2 and two AFC teams do you believe in the most? Today, October 30th, right now, I believe in Baltimore the most. Okay. Okay? I, I don't believe in Miami because Miami had two tough games and lost them both. I'd like to believe in Kansas City because they have two Super Bowls, but there's something oh, wrong I know. with that offense. I know there's what's wrong, wrong with that, that offense. So, I'll get to that. And so what happens is they have, there's a game, oddly enough, in Germany on Sunday between Miami and Kansas City, which if it were a little later in the season would feel like an elimination game. I'm going to watch it because it starts at 9.30, which is prime time in the morning for me. Um, I can't believe in Jacksonville for the same reason you can't believe in Jacksonville or the Chargers. They're Jacksonville because the other team is the Chargers. So you don't know. No, and I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. So I'm squarely with Baltimore right now, although next week it's likely to be somewhere else. And I'm going to think that at some point I'm going to be squarely with Cincinnati. But what they did, they crushed, they smothered Detroit, which was a big win, and then they backed it up. They went on the road. They beat Arizona. Arizona's not a good team, but they backed it up with a win. It turns out they they allowed the least amount of points per game in the entire league, fifteen a game, and they have twenty. They scored twenty five. So today, Mike, I'm with Baltimore. Let me go back to Kansas City for a second. Um, Kansas City, I can identify the problem offensively with them. Matt Nagy's the problem with yeah, them. <laughs> huh? You hate him. Yeah, uh, you hate him. I let know. me ask you something. Is that just whimsical? Or was he a joke in Chicago, and now he's, he's turned Patrick Mahomes into an ordinary dude, or he's threatening to. It'd be hard work for him to do that, and Andy Reid may have to say, come here, come here. He was we got to do something year, about this. They won the Super Bowl. This. Tony. He was there last I'm talking year. They about, the Super Bowl. I'm talking about now with, 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 with some real responsibility. I don't like what he's doing with Kansas City's offense, and you can't either. Now, to answer the question... I think it's Baltimore, too. I think the Ravens really, they sort of take their time. They often, they'll get off to a fast start. They'll hit that hiccup in the middle of the season. And then they'll get going for real, and they'll look like a playoff team sometime around Thanksgiving. Well, we're still moving ahead toward Thanksgiving. I'll take the Ravens in that. I'm not sure about Kansas City. I'm serious about that. 
because of Kansas City's offensive issues, issues that to me only Mike. point one direction. They got to figure I, that out, and that's yeah. personnel and that's coaching. I know coaching. you agree with this. I know you agree that there's no great team out there right now. No, that we're in a week-to-week league. Yeah. But these four teams that we're talking about, look at their quarterbacks, Mike. Their quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua. That's four of the top ten, if not four of the top eight in the league right now. And look at their coaches. Andy Reid's won two Super Bowls. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl. And Mike McDaniel is thought of as one of the great young minds in the league. There's credentials. These teams yeah. have credentials. Yeah. And, but you we know what? Now Somebody's going to be left out. Somebody's credentials well, are going to be taken, Three of them are going to be left out. Ah, fraudulence. Three of them will be left okay. out. We move now to baseball in tonight's game three of the World Series. The series is tied one-to-one. Though Arizona's just one blown save away from being up 2 nothing. Tonight, Texas sends Max Scherzer to the mound. Arizona sends Brandon Fort. Wilbon, who would you rather have on the mound tonight? Well, Tony, historically, you know who I'd rather have. Uh, But the problem is, recent history is not saying that we should take him in a big game like this. Or as they now like to say, the the, the favorite phrase now in every sport among the the, the talkers, particularly the people who used to play, is high leverage. High leverage game. I don't know that I want Scherzer in this and fought while he hasn't had decisions in the last couple of starts. He's gone, you know, a decent number of innings, certainly past the fourth, yeah. and a couple of times past the fifth inning. He's had his team squarely in it where Scherzer gives up the early runs, and you don't necessarily want to have to resort to the bullpen. But, Tony, Texas, undefeated on the road in the postseason, 8-0. and oh. Now, that's Ain't a no. convincing sample size right there. That's not like saying 2-0 and oh or even 3-0 and oh or 4-0. and oh. I'm torn. I'm rooting for Arizona. But I, I, yeah. something tells me Scherzer's going to become Scherzer again. Then what? I'm going to refute these things point by point. Uh, obviously, I love Max Scherzer. If you give me the Max Scherzer I saw in Washington, you know, with the Cy Youngs and the no-hitters and the 20 strikeouts, I'm obviously going to take him. But recently, as you talk about with history, in these playoffs, he's 0-1. His ERA is 9.45. In his last post, four postseason starts, he's 1-3. The ERA is 9.19. He's allowed seven home runs in 15 and two-thirds innings. So while I love him, and I hope he's great tonight, I have a certain amount of skepticism. You're right about Ford. His ERA in these postseason games this year, 2-7-0, and in 16 and two-thirds innings, 22 strikeouts and three walks. I, like you, look at Texas being 8-0 in the playoffs, and I think, okay, they can win tonight. That's a big deal. Philadelphia was 6-0 at home, and Arizona came in. In six and seven, Took their lunch and money. they beat them. Took their lunch, and money. they beat them. Yes, and the contrast in styles is interesting because Texas hits you on the head with a hammer, and Arizona pecks you Chaos, to death baby. like a woodpecker. Chaos with singles, Base runners. with sack bunts, yeah. with stolen bases, old-fashioned bases, sort of good. Let's take a break. Coming up, what happens now for Kirk Cousins and the mm. Vikings? And should any potential college punishment for Jim Harbaugh follow him? If he was to go to the NFL, I'm sorry. I can't even wait for the segment. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. 
They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly, part of Happy Hour. All right, time to find out what's on the minds of the minions. Mail get time. the first one here. Let's read this. Where does Kirk Cousins' torn Achilles leave him and the Vikings? Well, Tony, it leaves Kirk Cousins out for the season. This was awful to watch yesterday, and you knew fairly soon uh, that Cousins had injured his Achilles. It's just, it's awful, and he's going to be 36 years old before the next season starts. It leaves him in a really precarious spot because he, I think he's going to be a free agent and or can be a free agent. Yep. And it's just yep. that just, you, I, you know, he was drafted here in Washington. We got to watch him early in his career. Um, and it leaves the Vikings, even though they're four and four in a tough spot, Tony, because Kirk Cousins, we saw last week, he was capable some weeks of being a top 10 quarterback. And in some weeks he wasn't, but that's okay. But the Vikings are in a bad division, but Detroit seems to have the upper hand there. But four and four leaves them in a really difficult place without a, a quarterback to really call their own. Yeah, I'm going to be stronger about it than, than you were. It sinks the Vikings. He is an every-down player. He has been that since he got there. In the 90 games that he could have played in since he got to Minnesota, he played in 88. He missed one for COVID and missed one because they clinched. So he didn't play the next week. He's never been hurt. When you write the lineup down, Skip, you write Kirk Cousins' name on it. You like that. Of course you like that. At, at, and he gets them into the playoffs. They don't win. But every year, he seems to get them into the playoffs. Do you know, Mike, right now, he's tied for first in touchdown passes yeah. in the league, and he's second in yards. So I think it sinks them. As for him, Probably. when you go into free agency and you're going to be 36 years old and you have an injury like this, it's hard. it kills your market. It, yeah. I, I suspect he will it's end hard. up back in Minnesota because there won't be other if alternatives. If he's lucky, look, I just hope I he gets to play again. I hope he can physically be whole again and be, have a chance to be a starting quarterback in the league again. He's earned yes. that for me. Yes. All right. Should a potential punishment for Jim Harbaugh carry over to the NFL? 
The NFL Network is quoting sources as reporting this <laughs> is plausible. What? That Jim Harbaugh, whatever happens in Michigan, could follow him to say, I don't know, a team that is going to be in the market for a head coach, the Chicago Bears, just for example, where Jim Harbaugh played, was drafted by and played in early in his career. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like the NFL has any interest in what's going on at the NCAA investigative level. That's too stupid to even consider. I don't care what happened with Jim Trestle 100 years ago or this person. Jim Harbaugh, it's time for Jim Harbaugh to go, to leave Michigan. I hope he wins a national championship and he can go out in a blaze of glory, but it ain't going to follow him if he becomes an NFL head coach. That's too dumb for words. So normally I would agree with that because I would say these are different entities, college football and the NFL are different entities, and Jim Harbaugh has not broken any rules in, in the, the NFL. NFL. The NFL, in fact, encourages teams to scout their opponents. Yeah. The idiotic rule is the college rule. But you mentioned Jim Tressel. He was not allowed to join a pro team for X amount of weeks. I believe it, it might have been seven weeks because of a punishment that happened in college. If the NFL does that as a precedent, it is possible they would do that with Harbaugh. I know you don't want that to happen because, as you said, you want him on the Bears. But I think it's possible. And I, and I think I know it's 50 years from Watergate, but I guess people don't learn. It's not the crime. It's cover up. Yeah, it's the cover up. The, Stay Tony, away from the cover that's up. That's why it's time to go for Michigan. The cover up and all of the histrionics that we're seeing now. It's, it's time to go away from Ann Arbor. We know what soft landing spot there could be. At least one. Well, you're, you're being an advocate. At least one. You want him on the Bears. At least one. Enough email. Let's take one last break still to come. What should we make of Will Levis's standout debut for the Titans? I like the uniforms the Titans are wearing. And a few thoughts on Francis Deganu getting robbed, getting hosed with that decision that went in favor of Tyson Fury. That's a joke. That's when boxing embarrasses itself as an industry. Embarrassment. Hose. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 25th birthday, Kale McCarr. Another young star in the NHL as the torch has passed from older veterans like Crosby and Ovechkin. McCarr is a top defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche, and by winning the Norris Trophy two seasons ago, one of the top defensemen in the entire league. McCarr was the Conn Smythe winner as playoff MVP when Colorado won the Cup in 2022, 
In those playoffs, McCarr had eight goals and 29 points in just 20 games. In that regular season, McCarr had 86 points. His Rookie of the Year in 2020, three years after being drafted fourth overall in 2017. And so far this season, McCarr has three goals and nine points in eight games. Yeah, but the Avalanche lost a couple of straight. They got popped, but still 6-2 and two in the first place in the division, Tony. So they're, they're doing all right. Good enough start. Happy anniversary, Washington Nationals. This is dear to my heart. On this day four years ago, the Nationals capped off an improbable postseason run with a Game 7 road victory over the Astros to win the World Series, the seventh straight game won by the road team. After being scratched from Game 5 with a pinched nerve in his neck, Max Scherzer held Houston to two runs in five innings, and then he watched as the Nats rallied for six unanswered runs. The Nats were 12 games below 500 on May 23rd. They were given no chance to even reach the playoffs. When they got there, the Nationals went 5-0 in elimination games, despite trailing in all of them. Howie Kendrick, Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Ryan Zimmerman, heroes then, all gone now. Well, Tony, as long as you're talking about Washington baseball, there's a sad note today as we get the news that Senator's great Frank Howard has passed away at the age of 87. He had 382 home runs and was a four-time All-Star. A beloved figure here in Washington, as you know, stood six foot seven, but was a teddy bear, right? I mean, people around what they now call the DMV loved Frank Howard, and he loved everybody back. Absolutely true. Happy trails to Francis Ngannou in his professional boxing debut. Ngannou, who had previously fought only in MMA, never in a boxing match, stunned the world with his third-round knockdown of WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury on Saturday. Fury got up, and he rallied for a 10-round split decision, winning on two cards and by only one point on the decisive card. Fury conceded that Ngannou was, quote, a good boxer, a lot better than I thought, unquote. It's sort of amazing that Ngannou, who had never boxed before, could come so close to beating a champion. That may have had something to do with one of his trainers being Mike Tyson. Wilbon, you told me your friends who saw the fight disagreed with the decision, right? Tony, in real time, I started getting texts. I was going to get the fight, but it came on at like 6 Eastern or something. All of a sudden, I got to start getting texts from people saying, hey, Nagano's beating him. Tyson Fury's losing this fight. Then there was the knockdown. It's, it sounds like a total fraud so they can make big bank on a rematch. Mike Tyson did a great job with Nagano. That should be acknowledged. So do you think that there will be a rematch? I mean, one of the quotes from Fury was, you know, we could, we could do this again. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just stunned that someone who never did that discipline. We've seen this before we have. with these MMA guys try to fight for real and works. it doesn't work out. They weren't trained it by Mike Tyson, out. though, were they? I mean, come on. No, now. they were not trained by Mike Tyson. Yeah. Maybe that had a lot to do with but it. it did. But to me, that's stunning. He didn't He'd win. never done it Tyson before. Fury didn't win. And you, th- you think Come he won. On. Your friends Fraud. think he won. All right. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Will Levis threw four touchdowns in his first start for the Titans. Are you impressed? Yes, Tony. And I thought that perhaps this should elevate him over Tannehill now, the way he played. He went down the field with great accuracy. The Cowboys blew out the Rams. Is that a big deal? I'm not sure it's a big deal. If you look at the scores, the Cowboys either win by 20 or lose by 20. It's either feast or famine. Dak Prescott was great in this game, but they're up, they're up and down. They're they up are. and down. The Panthers got their first win beating the Texans. Is that significant? I'm glad Bryce Young, who seems like a great kid, 
got his win. He got one, his first one over C.J. Stroud. But I don't want them winning too many. The Bears have their draft pick. That's enough winning in Carolina for a while. Kansas upset Oklahoma. What else stood out in college football to you? I thought Georgia looked great uh, against Florida. Florida State stayed unbeaten. Washington stayed unbeaten. But Clemson lost. Ooh. They're 4-4. Four and four. Screaming what for happened in down. Clemson? Amazing. Wow. Last one. Chris Paul came off the bench in a Warriors win. Damian Lillard struggled in a Bucks loss, which is the bigger deal. I screamed very loudly the day that the trade was made. Chris Paul will come off the bench. He will help that second unit that will help that whole team immeasurably. And it is. I want credit. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Yale, here's your shout-out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. And now to get you set for Monday Night Football. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.